Hello, hello. Welcome back to Ready to Redo. So as I explained in this episode, I got distracted last minute and I changed topics to bring to you the fact that our priorities are pretty screwed up. We're procrastinating a lot and we're leaving education to the side. And so this is probably just another ranting episode. If you do agree with this episode, then please share it around to people that you think would benefit from hearing it. Because if we don't spread the word, then I don't think anything's going to happen. Also, I'm really sorry about the inconsistent posting. Recently, I've been house hunting, which has been a nightmare. And also making a worm farm. So I guess my priorities are sort of whack right now. But um, anyway, let's jump into it. Hey everyone, welcome back. So initially, initially this week's topic was supposed to be on treating students like adults. And how that is really the main The main thing we need to do if we want to gain respect from students in general. However, I got distracted because I started reading a book. I started reading a book called Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Folio. Uh, And I read a particular thing that she wrote in the book, which made me change course and to focus on the idea that our priorities are screwed up. As in, we... Education is such a pressing matter, however, our priorities are elsewhere and we're sort of just fixing the problems or the consequences of it, but not focusing on the the underlying issue, which is education. So I will go into that, but um, first of all, Marie Folio, she's just goddamn badass. I love her. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Ronnie. Yes, Aroni Macaroni. And I love her because she's um, super genuine. Her work is within life coaching and well-being and business entrepreneurship anyway. Uh, but something that she wrote in the book was, Our educational system doesn't train us to harness the power of our thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and the wisdom of our bodies. It doesn't teach us how to develop winning mindsets, perspectives, and practical habits not only to meet and overcome life's challenges, but also to experience real joy and fulfillment. It fails to show us how much intrinsic power we all have. Sadly, we get very little, if any, practical training on how to use our gifts to make a difference. So, when I read that, instead of having, you know, the normal, oh my god, yeah, like, I'm so passionate and I'm so glad to see other people talking about this and and just sharing the message because we all know what's up, I just got very sad and very frustrated because, yet again, there is another thing which is, uh, like, supporting what I believe and what so many other people believe, which is that the education system is not focusing on how to develop us and make us know ourselves more, like to to know ourselves on a very intellectual and emotional level. And it's not just Marie Folio because, I mean, other people I listed, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek is the man who did Start With Why, which is a really famous TED Talk, which I would highly recommend you listen to, by the way. It's great. And he's a person who talks about leadership and about management. And his perspective from being in that business world is that 
people are really lacking the skills of leadership, of communication, essential skills, but we just don't focus on that in school. And so there is a mismatch between what schools are providing and or creating and what society actually needs. And there's also Rich Dad Poor Dad. So Rich Dad Poor Dad is uh, a entry-level investing finance book written by Robert Kiyosaki. And I would actually recommend it. I've, I've read it and I would recommend it to anyone wanting to dabble in the topic. Also, just make sure that you stick with this book and not Robert Kiyosaki's other book, which is called The Business of the 21st Century. That one is trying to get you into an MLM. I personally would not recommend that unless if you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Just not recommended. Um, Also, fun fact, I nearly found myself joining an MLM without me knowing. (laughs) Yeah, I know that happened two years ago, I think. I'll, I'll talk about it one day. And he's very very outspoken about education in the book and how we need more practical learning. We need more um, getting our hands dirty and going into like the nitty gritty of things and how we're not really offering that in school. And then of course there's Seth Godin. I love Seth Godin. I've talked about him before and he has books about marketing because he's a marketing um, entrepreneur and he talks a lot, very vehemently about education and how it's just, again, a mismatch. And even Einstein, I'm going to go back because I just found this quote before and I was like, i got to share this one. Einstein even says, education is what remains after one has forgotten what one has learned in school. So yeah, that is what he said. And that is what people are saying in general. Like it's, it's common knowledge or shared knowledge that this is what's happening. And so I I just get very confused and very um, sort of surprised because it's such common knowledge. However, we're not doing much to change it, even though there are so many people who want to see a difference. The change itself is very, very slow. And I think the main reason why change is so slow is because once we graduate from school, it, the the topic or the whole idea of education is irrelevant to us now because, you know, like we graduated, like say fuck it and then leave because we're so glad to anyway. And then we're not directly experiencing it anymore, even though, even though we're experiencing the consequences of the the system in general. And I was actually, so this year has just been like a, a brainstorming, a reflection of what I really want to do. Of course, I want to continue Ready to Redo because I think the message behind changing education is, or the education system, is such an important thing and I won't rest until I see a change. Uh, but while I was thinking about all of this stuff, I just was considering, should I do life coaching? I mean, I got inspired by Maria Folio and I was like, I mean, maybe that's a good idea. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that life coaching is just a con- like dealing with the consequences again of the education system and not addressing the problem specifically. So by being a life coach, you're sort of helping these people get on track and really help them make decisions for themselves, of course, like guiding them to make their own decisions. And I'm just thinking, wouldn't it be great if school were to teach you how to 
be sure in your own decisions. Of course, you know, relying on other people, but having a strong internal compass instead of having to, you know, rely on coaches, even if, you know, if you want to, then by all means. But it's about school giving us the tools so that we can choose whether or not we actually need a resource like life coaching. And so we see things like seeking counselling or seeking mental health practitioners or or having existential crises, which are the byproducts or the the you know, like the end result of what hasn't been addressed earlier on. And even, and I'm going to go there, even things like incarceration rates or or suicide rates, those generally stem, and I'm going to say generally, but from, and I'm also doing a course in the University of Sydney about well-being, and they really stress the importance of connection, of security, connection, and having a purpose in life, which is what sustains your mental health. And so what I'm seeing is that a lot of these incarceration rates and suicide rates are caused by a lack of these things, which could be addressed if you were to address it earlier on. Because there is a thing in Marie Folio's book, and I'm going to bring it up. Uh, So this is what she says. There's a formula which then creates your action. So it starts with the belief. Starts with a belief, which then becomes a thought which then becomes a feeling, which then becomes an action or a behavior. So a lot of what you see in terms of violence or whatever it is, is because it's stemming from a certain belief, if we were to work backwards. So there is a belief, and beliefs are so strong, and they can start so early, cementing during your upbringing, that then just keeps getting reinforced as you grow older, which then results in certain actions which aren't so good. And so if we were to target those things earlier on and really stress the importance, going back to the episode about well-being, well-being, if we're focusing on that sort of stuff, then by doing that, we're preventing the, the end consequences and I just can't imagine why we're not doing more of that because why are we spending so many resources and, and energy on other things that are down the line instead of just focusing on the, the, the foundation, the bedrock of where everything's at, which is earlier on. And I'm not going to say because we also did an episode on growth mindset, I'm not going to say that that is the only time to fix it or whatever, blah, 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 but it is a very important time to at least address it. And then there is a story or an analogy that really represents this. And I don't know where I heard it from, but imagine there is this woman and she's just walking down the field and onto her right is just this river that's flowing quite rapidly. She walks up and suddenly hears some shouting. She hears some shouting saying, help me, help me, I'm drowning. And she goes over and there is someone just clutching onto a log and she does her best. She saves them, takes a lot of energy and she brings them out and says, you okay? They're okay. She moves on. Storytelling is definitely a skill that I am working on. Then she keeps walking and she sees the same thing. She sees someone drowning and saying, help me, help me. And so she jumps in again, jumps in and helps them, saves them. She's exhausted by this point, and she helps them out. 
they survive, all is well. Then she keeps going. And there is another one. There is another one just saying, help me, help me. And you can see where this is going. So she helps a person, just says, what is going on? I just saved two people. Just what? tell me what's happening. And this person just says, oh my God, there's this man up the stream who's just throwing people into the water. What this story is signifying, as weird as it is, (laughs) is that we're focusing too much on what's downstream. We're not focusing enough on what's causing the things that we're seeing in the moment and that we really, if we want to make a huge change and to also save our own resources and energy, we want to focus on what's upstream and what's causing the problem. I will leave it there and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.